talk to you about an eternal crowns today eternal crowns how many want eternal crowns we don't need we don't need crowns and all that stuff here on earth we, we need the eternal crowns to be cast before the Lord amen and so I feel like there the Lord is just speaking a strong word and Joe said something and then it was reiterated this weekend and 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 I feel like the the Lord is raising up right now right now right now a new breed and this is not an old word. This is not an old word from someone else. This is there's been talk of a new breed for a long time. Bob Jones spoke of a new breed long ago, long ago that would be rising up in this hour to break the power of Satan in the earth and to walk in victory, walk in power. This actually Psalm 110 anointing that they would walk in the day of his power completely free, volunteering to go into the deepest places, the darkest places, not being afraid of one thing. Can I tell you, you are filled with courage today. The Holy Spirit's given you the ability to walk into places and change the atmosphere. Do you know that? God's given you the ability because Christ in you, the hope of glory, dominates every atmosphere. Do you hear me? So when you say, God, I'm willing and I'm ready, you are the new breed. And God is going to anoint this place as a place, as a center for the new breed to be right, raised up. And you don't have to be new, meaning you don't have to be young. Come on. It's for every age because you just have to walk in that newness of life. And so the Holy Spirit's going to do this. And I'm, gonna, I'm telling you tonight that something powerful will happen because I know I received impartation down there. And I'm just going to give it to all you tonight. But it is a new breed anointing. It's something that God is doing fresh and new. And he wants to break out and break in into your life. But this is why I said make sure the cup is ready to receive tonight. Because you can't receive if you've got blockages, right? And God's trying to raise up this army. I'll slow down. God's trying to raise up the army so that we can walk in the fullness of God's presence. He wants us to walk without fear and to walk into the places that we never thought we would see God show up. This is what it's about. It's not about keeping our four walls and doing, I'm, my ear's burning again. What is going on with this church and my ear's burning? Ooh. Yeah. That happened on prayer night. That happened Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Just put your hands on your ears quick. Come on. It's already happening, see? Lord, I just declare and decree over every person in this place, Father, that their ears would begin to hear in a greater capacity. Lord, I thank you for the fire of God being released on every person, on their, on their inner ear, so they can hear you and Lord they can move by the word of the Lord that they can move into new things and new realms because they hear what you're saying they hear what you're speaking they become a voice crying in the wilderness they become that voice that shifted at one dimension into a new dimension God I thank you that we're able to hear those things in this hour and so we receive it now Open up the eardrums. Any place of deafness, spiritual deafness, we break now. Any place of physical deafness, we break now. Every place, just break it, break it, break it, break it. In Jesus' name. Just pray till my ears stop burning. There you go. Okay. So the Spirit of God wants to just echo His voice. It's that voice of many waters echoing in your ear. It's that voice that ever just beckons you to begin to step into what he's called you to. And so I, I'm just going to talk a little bit about war, but it, it's, it, we need this. Hebrews chapter 12, let's just go there. Hebrews chapter 12, because God is wanting us to see that he's bringing us into a place. This is, this is not a, a, a sprint. You are in this for the long haul, and you have to have a mindset that I will endure. Look at me. People that can't handle endurance are not going to make it. I'm watching it happen all around me. I've, I've gone to Bible school with, with a bunch of guys. I've been in ministry with other people. This, this, some of them aren't serving the Lord now, and they were on fire for God. And so I can tell you about 
stories. I can tell you my own stories about watching people and where they are now. It's crazy. And so I believe in eternal security to a point. But if you totally turn your back on God and go the other way, it's not this once saved, always saved. You want to burn for Jesus. I'm not talking about being lukewarm because the lukewarm church will go to heaven. But is that, do you, do you want the reward of the lukewarm church? I know, this is good. I'll get you all yelling at me. I don't, I don't want to be in that place where I'm sitting back waiting for something to happen. God has called a people, and he's called not just the five-fold ministry. This is just a gift for the church, for the raising up of the ministry, because it's the time for the ministry of the saints. Did you hear me? It's time for the ministry of the saints. That means that you're equipped with every good gift, every good gift, and God goes deep inside of you so that you're challenged on the inside, and, and you ask the Lord, God, come and come into my inner man and speak to me so that you can change me on the inside so that I'm worthy, so that I'm walking, yeah, and I'm, I'm saying worthy because you want to be worth the king's gold. Come on. The king, you are his inheritance, and I want to be filled with all the fullness of him, and I want the treasures of heaven to flow out of me, and that only comes by him coming and testing me I'll get to the scripture in a second ready Hebrews chapter 12 I'm going to read from the amplified classic but it says therefore then since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witness who have borne the testimony to the truth I'll, I'll read it through and then I'll go let us strip off and throw aside every encumbrance, an unnecessary, unnecessary weight, and that sin which is so ready and defty, defty and cleverly clings to and entangles us. Listen, it's clever. There are things that are clever. There's the spirit of this age that's clever, deceiving, and tries to pull you into a, a wrong thinking and, and, and gets you thinking in a different way so that you, you, you're pulled away. You pulled away, right? And it says, but let us run with patient endurance and steady and active persistence. The appointed course, everyone say appointed course. Appointed. It's an appointed course that God has given you and he's putting you in the path and he's showing you the direction. And sometimes we, we come to a fork in the road and God wants to give you an option, but there is a right way and a wrong way. I believe there's the perfect will and there's the, the, just the will, yeah. right? Because I don't, I don't think, I think you can take the choice and God says, take it. But you need to ask the Lord. So it's so important in this hour to hear what he's saying and the direction he's pointing you to. And he wants you to finish the race, and he wants you to end up at the place that he called you to, the appointed place. Oh, look at me. There's an appointed place for you to live. There's an appointed place for you to, to, to walk in. There's an appointed destiny that God has for you. And so he wants to open that up, and we get so confused about where we are landing at the moment, and we're not looking at the greater, greater picture is the end. Because if I'm looking just to get through the first 50 yards and I'm running as fast as I can to get to that place, I'm going to get tired, I'm going to get weary, and I'm going to lose, I'm going to faint. Well, I won't, not after 50 yards, but maybe after 100. So it says this, look away from all that will distract to Jesus, who is the leader and the source of our faith. Come on, he's the author and the finisher. He's the leader and the source of our faith, giving the first incentive of our belief. And it is also its finisher, bringing it to maturity and perfection. Oh, come on, this is good, guys. He, for the joy of obtaining the prize, was that was set before him, endured the cross, despising and ignoring the shame. Despising and ignoring the shame. And is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. And I just want you to see a couple things because the Lord himself, when he pulls us, this is a race, right? 
And actually, the word race is speaking of a fight. It's not speaking of a road race. It's talking about the fight of faith. And if you don't think we're in a fight, I promise you we're in a fight. People don't like that. Oh, I, why is everything warfare? Well, because the enemy is trying to come at you and knock you out of the race. There's a wrestler that's trying to rope you in and get you to play games with him and tie you up and lock you down so that you don't finish the course that you're called to. Are you hearing me? Everyone in this room is called to be a part of the new, group, new breed. Everyone in this room. You are called to walk in the fullness of a king, kingly ministry and a priestly ministry. And it is even in the order, there's an order. It's the order of Melchizedek. Oh, I'm telling you. The Spirit of God is trying to woo us in and pull us in to this Melchizedekian priesthood. And why? Because he was a king and he was a priest. That means he went before the Lord, he went before the Lord and walked in the peace of God, yet he walked in the righteousness of God and, and brought edicts to the earth. Are you hearing me? God is wanting to use kings in the earth in this hour, and you get a crown, but it's an imperishable crown. It's an eternal crown. And God wants us to walk in this place of walking with eternity in sight and not walking thinking about the temporal so much. We're worried about this, the platform. This is what all ministry surrounds. No, no, believe me right now, it doesn't surround. Here's the deal. God wants us to step into a new place of perspective in this time. He wants our eyes to be fixed and our lives to be surrendered. He wants your eyes fixed on him. Fixed on him, not anything else. What happens when someone disciplines you? I'm just going to say this because there has to be, I was talking a little bit about this last time I was up, but I'm telling you, God is saying, what happens when you're, when all of a sudden an offense comes to your heart because of some interconnection with someone else that offended you, even, even leaders, come on, look at me. I can offend you one day, and if you don't speak your mind to me, and we don't clarify, and we don't talk, then there's going to be problems. Because here's what happens. All the stuff hides in the darkness. All the stuff that we don't want to deal with, all the things that we don't want to uh, uh, attempt to even talk about, hides in the dark and surfaces later. Eventually, it will surface. And so here's the deal. God, there's so many that I watch get derailed because they don't speak. And I'm not talking about confrontation. We also need to learn how to communicate. But there, there's, there has to be a place where we convey our heart and just say, I, was a, I took an offense. <laughs> you hearing me? Because here's the deal. He's trying to move us into a place where we, where we won't receive, where we won't take. Here's the deal with Jesus. It says, enduring the cross. The cross is an offense. Are you hearing me? The cross is an offense. We should be wearing electric chairs or, 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 or something around our necks instead of crosses because, you know, it's the, it's the glitz of the cross now. But it really was a sign of disdain, of shame. Am I preaching in the right church tonight? I'm telling you, it's a place where we've got to be able to be able to be humbled Come on, here's what happens. Here's why people are not ready and willing in the day of his power. Because we get offended. And I can't walk with you anymore because you hurt my feelings. Because I'm thinking about myself. Because I can't function in unity because I don't ever want to talk with people. And I don't ever want to deal with things that will bring unification. I deal with things that I'm going to hide with. And it has my own motives in, 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 in the side. I will hide in that place. Do you hear me? It's so important. Guys, I'm telling you, this is super major, major, major for the church to run with strength. We think it's, oh, no, I need more gifts. No, you don't need more gifts. You are gifted. You are gifted. You need to operate in the gifts. But the reason why we don't operate in the gifts is because we get insecure. Insecurity. Right? Come on. Not you. Not you. I'm talking to some other people. 
I'm talking to some other people. But the giftings of God are on your life. And if you don't, if you don't step out and be vulnerable, look at me, you have to be vulnerable. You have to be willing to step out. You have to be willing to risk, right? And so all those things are good, but I want to focus on character and I want to focus on the gifts. I want, we have to do both. Like when he comes in, I spoke on encounter for a couple weeks, right? This is kind of encounter part three. Because I want, I want to encounter him so that I wear a crown that's imper- that it just won't fade away. But I take it at the end and I give it to him. Right? We cast our crowns at the end of the whole deal. They're not our crowns. We didn't do anything for ourselves. You know how many crowns Reinhard Bonnke gave over to the Lord when he went to heaven? One like 82 million people to Jesus. Ran the race solid. You never heard any bad thing about him, Billy Graham, any of these guys. Walked it out. Without flaw? No. No, because if you listen to Reinhard Barkey's testimony, you know that he was insecure. He didn't want to preach the first meeting that the first evangelist didn't show up to when, when the first thing broke open for him. He's like, no, I'm not. No. That's not me. God said, no. You're the, what do you say, the fifth choice. So we're sitting in the room. I'll take, I'll be fifth. I'll be seventh. If there's seven other people that won't take the job, I'll do it. Do we have that mindset? Because we want to pick and choose. I want to go where I'm comfortable. I want to be in the place where I'm comfortable. Jesus said no. Enduring the cross. He despised. The Bible says he despised and ignored it. He, paid, he made like it's not even there. There's no disdain. There's, I, there's no shame. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm going anyway. Because everything, everything, he paid everything so that we would have everything, right? He paid it all so that we would have everything that we need. You don't lack one thing. That's what Peter says. You've been given the divine nature of Christ. Are you hearing me, new breed? All right. The Holy Spirit wants us to walk in this divine nature and live from that place. So we, we have to realize that there's struggle and conflict. That's what the word race means. Struggle and conflict. Maybe that's why the Lord left me in the desert for 20 years with rocks. Struggle and conflict. Making things that don't want to fit in places make them fit into places. Oh, I'll just call you the pastor. It's the same thing. I'll call you to raise up an apostolic company. You know, it's the same thing. Because I have to chisel people. Come on. Come on. When the hammer comes, just go. Don't worry, I get good. I'm swift with the thing. It, it, I'm really good at it now. I can do it fast and efficient. If I miss a couple spots, then I have to go back and hit it again. But just pray I don't hit my hand. Then I get hurt. Then I get mad. Then I hit harder. No, this is it. Right? So this is the Lord. This is what the Lord wants to do with us. He wants to come and he wants to shape us. You are living stones. You are living stones. Right? Jesus said that. Peter said that. You are living stones. And we're, we're going to be set where the master builder wants to put us. So just, just say, I despise. I just despise any shame. No, who likes, who likes correction? I surely don't. Come on. I don't like it. But the Lord has to do it to change and shift our character. Are you hearing me? He's got to do it. He has to. Or you're not going to be fit for the master's use. Do you understand? So there's goal one. Ready? Goal one. The goal is to finish the race. Come on. That's profound. <laughs> you're called to finish the race. You're called to finish the race. Two, you're called to finish well. <laughs> the Lord wants you to finish really strong and really well 
and God will help you. Why? Because you've got a bunch of people around you that love you, want you, walk, want you to walk in community, want you to walk with, the, with the, the, the pressure of God on you. Come on, God uses pressure to form you. And there's people all around you that are going to be used. Iron sharpens iron. But we have that great cloud of witnesses. Why do I say this? Because the great cloud of witnesses, when you think of this, Smith Wigglesworth. You think of Catherine Kuhlman. You think of, you can put saints that you know that have gone to be with the Lord that you think are ordinary people. Intercessors. People that are watching from the from the from the from heaven and cheering you on. Some of them could be in the room right now. You just don't know. Maybe it's some of these empty seats. They're just waiting. They're waiting to see what happens today. And they're like cheering you on because they want you to step in. And it, the Bible says this. The Bible says that all these having obtained a great testimony through faith did not receive the promise God having provided something better for us that they should not be made perfect apart from us. So that's why they're chasing, they're watching. Come on, there's watches all around you. The Lord has people that were in heaven cheering us on. I don't think you believe me. I don't think you believe me. Some of you don't believe me. Some of you are like, yeah, I know the Bible says that, but I am telling you, I've had encounters that the Lord has shown me people that were cheering us on, and you want that. They're excited. They're actually pushing the angels out of the way to yell down the halls and say, come on. Let's go. And they don't want us to be sitting back and waiting for something to happen. And they don't want us to be blaming all the other stuff that we don't accomplish on someone else because that's never the case. Come on, I don't care if there's a door shut, closed, there's another door open. I don't care, I don't care what it looks like. There's always another door that's going to be open. And we're trying, we feel this pressure to conform into some image that was, wasn't even created by God, it was created by man. And so that gives you creative freedom on what God calls you to do. Come on, somebody. That's, this is the truth. He wants you to be creative in doing what he's called you to do, and it can be outside the box of what you've known your whole life. I don't think you, some people don't believe me in this place, but that's okay. Just, just hit the like button on Facebook because someone's listening. So everyone has an appointed race in calling, yeah? So we need to be watchful. And avoid distractions. That means I end up in a, I end up on a detour, or I end up in a place that's pulling me away from the purposes. You know, it's funny. I was I was with a friend this weekend, and he was talking about things that distracted him over the last few months. And money can be a certain distraction. You know, if you got everything in perspective, money's never a distraction, right? It's just a tool. But he was talking about his focus went from praying, waiting, contemplated prayer to checking the stock market. Because he was day trading. So he was anxious. And he was making money. And God, listen, listen to me. God was giving him stocks. Oh, I'm telling you, you're going to think I'm crazy. But he was giving him stocks that would prosper, but he wasn't interpreting it right. And he was going in wrong timing and losing money. But then he, do you understand? This was so powerful to me because the Lord wants to use all, th that's just something completely different, right? That's outside the box. If he'll give me a stock every week, come on, <laughs> we won't have any problems in here ever, right? And he can do that. Do we have the faith for that? I'm not saying go play the stock market and pray. I'm not saying that. But I am saying that if the Lord gives, I mean, he was giving him dreams, giving him just specific dreams with things that were absolutely like on point for what they were supposed to be in the stock market. And he was just like, whoa. And so now he's going back and he says, I will wait God's timing, God's purpose, and wait. Right? Because you could do that trading three hours a day. Anyway. So he wants us to lay aside and be free from every burden. This has to do with the same thing. God has, 
wants you free from anything that's going to encumber you. Look at me. I'll tell you right now, ministry can encumber you. The ministry can encumber you. It can be anything. We can get our eyes focused on other things that will bind us up. We can be fixated on going a certain way, and it will encumber us. It will cause us to be in confusion. It will cause us to get stuck. It will cause us to, to get laid back and, and, and lose track of where we're going. Ready? It requires patient endurance. And I want to just say this. Everyone in this place, you've been called to walk things out, and it may get uncomfortable, but God says go a little further. Jesus went all the way. Right? No hesitation. He kept going down the road of Calvary. He kept doing it, what, for you and I. And there was never any question in his mind whether he was going to quit or not. You're going to say, what about the garden? No, he just said, can this cup pass? And the Lord said, no. And he said, okay, we're going. Game on. Let's go. And he took the, be- if you, if, you know, and he took the stripes on his back and he wore the crown. And the Spirit of God is wanting us to step into this place where nothing can get in the way. I'm watching as people are easily deterred. There's All of a sudden, there's some resistance. Listen, if this building, if this building had just, I, with the first no, I should have just said no. Yeah? I could have just said, okay, no, no. But I knew something in my spirit. I'm like, no, no. God, God, you can do this. You didn't bring this the second time. And no, it's not called Archangel Realty for no reason. And we got the word of the Lord, and you have to go. Sometimes it's by the prophetic word. Sometimes it's by the word that God gives you. Sometimes God could speak a word in season, and then you all of a sudden you start questioning it. You start getting double-minded on it. When, believe me, because the Holy Spirit wants to use that word and say, no, 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 no. What did I tell you? Does that look like what I told you? And you can't go away from what he told you. You have to follow the thing that he spoke. When he spoke something, you you say, at your word, God. At your word. I go after that thing at your word. I don't hesitate. I don't draw back. And we have to ask for wisdom because wisdom will bring us into the fullness of that. Because sometimes we don't know how to apply all the things that God's doing. And wisdom will help us to do it. I'm giving you a lot. So we want to keep our eyes on the Lord, right? Knowing that this is a marathon, so you've got a, a, a bit to go, right? I mean, come on. I may have 30, 40 years, 50 years. Come on, if he keeps me around as long as Billy Graham. Come on. What happens? Some of you got your whole lifetime. Some of you got, it doesn't matter the time. Because he can do something in three years that you thought would take 30. He can do something in six months that you, didn't, you had no grid for, and God just puts everything together. But sometimes we're like looking everywhere else. I'm looking everywhere else. We're looking for something else because it's not working. Faith does work. Believing God does work. Just continuing to step in and push in, not trying to work some weird faith formula, but allowing the Spirit of God to come and speak to your inner man. First Corinthians chapter 9, because here's the deal, you want to finish well. How do I finish well? Keeping my eyes on Jesus, walking with patient endurance, Listen, here's this word again. Stay in your lane. Because sometimes when you think, oh, I need to switch lanes, it brings you, off an, brings you off a ramp and slows you up. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24 says, Do you not know that those who run in a race all run but one? But one, but one, but one receives the prize. Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate 
in all things. Listen, I didn't get in this thing so that we almost make it. Here's what I realized, that the building's just a little postage stamp on what God wants to do ultimately. I mean, that came Tuesday, like, boom, like, in my face and in color. It's just a little thing about what God wants to do along the way. So there's so much more, and everyone in this room has something. You think it's just about that one thing. Uh-uh. It's so much more. God has such a bigger picture. We're so, we're so fixated on the one thing or, or this thing, and we get, we get derailed from tunnel vision. And God's trying to expand our vision so that we don't get locked up and locked into something and conformed into something. Big deal, big whoop about the building. I'm serious. It's a good thing. And God will pay for it. I believe that because that's the word of the Lord. I believe it's going to get paid for. Not in 30 years. Quickly. So there, there can't be this, um, did he say that? No, no, he said that. Not just one time, multiple times. And then he added more because I've had visions with other things that I'm not seeing yet. It's not in that. And so you have to be in this place. God brought in my perspective. And I'm running the race not to almost make it, but not to just get to the finish line. I made it to glory. No. No. No, you're going to finish well. You're going to finish strong. You're going to finish like a champion. You're going to finish and do a victory lap at the end. That's what God calls us to, to walk in this victory. He has made us triumphant in everything. Triumphant. That means we destroy anything that gets in the way. Ambition's okay if it's focused in the right direction. Not selfish ambition, ambition for the kingdom. It's okay. Because God will cause you to do things that you never thought you could do because you get lit on fire for one thing and you follow that thing and you follow it through. Most people don't follow the first thing through to get to the second thing. I've done that over and over. Come on. I've done it before. I stop almost there. And the Lord says this, he's looking for a new breed that will follow through, that will run the race, that won't stop, that won't quit, that won't get deterred, that won't get offended, that has a heart, that will release the healing power of God into the earth, that will release deliverance into the earth, that won't be afraid of a demon. Listen, demons come out with a word. That's what the Bible says, not four-hour deliverance sessions. That's the word of God. I'm not, I'm not going to kind of worry, Lord, we need to do five hours here and three hours there, and we need 17 more sessions till you're free. No. When the king comes into the room, someone gets free. And then you maintain the freedom. Because it doesn't just end with the bing, I'm done. No. That thing's going to come back, and if you don't deal with the emotions and all the things that have been banged up throughout that, you got to act. you got to act. And so, but being temperate in all things. Temperate in all things. That means I'm patient. That means in the midst of the firefight. That means when things are caving in, I don't lose my cool. You don't lose your cool. When things are falling apart and they look crazy, like this week, honestly, my mother went from zero to 100 in, in 24 hours, and I'm like, I, I don't know what to do right now, God. You need to either step in or I need to go down there, like now. No, I'm telling you, and I'm going to get, I'm just finishing one assignment. It was like as soon as I got off the plane, I got a text. Uh, we're just checking her into the emergency room. She's just getting checked. To the next day, it was they're gonna put her on respiratory alert. She's in ICU. Da 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 da. Her kidneys have failed. Da 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 da. I mean, I'm like, what? 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 And so, what? What? What's my response? What's your response? What's your response when things go sideways? What is your What is your response when everything goes sideways to what you thought it was gonna look like? 
That's right. We don't do that. We don't, do, we don't take it. We don't receive it. And my, my, I, probably have my, <laughs> I probably have my sister who thinks I'm crazy and a lunatic. I said, I don't want to hear any more reports. We're going to pray right now. I don't want to hear another thing. I'm speaking the opposite thing right now. We can't live with that report. And she can't live with that report. Because she will surely die if we go with that report. Are you hearing me? And she got real quiet, and I prayed, and I yelled. And I said, done. And she said, amen. Amen. Even if her amen wasn't 100% behind me. It's okay. I think she was on board. We're two or me, two or more. Agree. There he is in our midst. And so the Lord wants to do this, and he wants to use you to do it. You're the new breed. Are you hearing me? So we want to see. So it says, now they, verse 25, everyone who competes for, for the prize is temperate in all things. So we're going to keep our cool. Everything goes crazy. You're still If there's a tornado coming, you're still all right. If there's a whirlwind coming, you're still all right. If things go crazy with our family members, it's going to be all right because God's got it. Come on, and we posture ourselves with intercession. That's why we've got people next to you. No, listen to me. That's why we've got people around you to pray with you. Because every time we go off into isolation and think we're going to handle it ourselves, usually it's, it's we're seeking our own stuff and we're trying to remove ourselves and isolate. It's not good. It's not good, I'm telling you. God wants to use the body to encourage one another and to release the kingdom and to come into agreement and break the power of sin and death. Amen. Now they do it, what? We're temperate in all things. We do it, what? To obtain a perishable, not obtain a perishable crown. But we, an imperishable crown. Therefore, I run thus, not with uncertainty. That's a word for someone in this place tonight. You don't walk, you don't run, not knowing. You run with purpose. Thus I fight not as one who beats the air. But I discipline my body and bring it into subjection. Let Discipline my body. Ready? Fasting is one of those things where you buffet, not buffet, buffet your body. Right? Fasting releases, as, as one author said, atomic power. Fasting releases and shifts things. It breaks things. It changes atmospheres. It breaks stuff off your life. It gives, actually resets your body and gives you good health. It does. Do you know that? Fasting's good for you. I know we hate it, but it's really good for you. It's the bad four-letter word in church. Seriously. And so God wants us to walk in this place not of uncertainty, and and giving ourselves completely. I yield my members. I yield my life. I yield everything about what you're about to do. I yield it to you, God. I give you free reign, and I want to cooperate with the process. And I walk with certainty. That means I am fully convinced that what you said is true. Fully convinced what you said is true. And it won't go sideways because you're with us. Ready? And so it says this, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest I I have preached to others and I myself should become disqualified. See? Everyone wants the mic. (laughs) Not everyone. But a lot of people want to preach from the pulpit. And really, everything I say, ready, I'm uncountable to. So that means if I start preaching wacky, stupid stuff, guess what? My judgment in eternity, trouble, 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 trouble. Oh, I'll, I'll make it to heaven, but the Lord will be like, you know, give him that cap and he can sit there, you know. Talk about it. I'll be in the hall of shame in heaven. No, no, serious, right? That's what we got to think of, right? The holy, I want the imperishable crown that I ran the race. 
I ran the race with integrity. I ran the race all out. See, that's not, I don't have a problem with that. That's how I'm built. Like, I am all out. I just go after it with training, like body training. I, I'll go after it. Push me. Push me. Push me. I need a, I need a strength training guy because I, I, I'll quit a little bit too early, right? But I need, if someone would push me a little bit, if I got that voice in the back of my head, say, come on, one more. Two more. That's not it. One more after you do the one more. Another one, another one, another one. Right? So we're just, we're really, many are called, but few are chosen. That's why Jesus said this. Many of us are called, but few are chosen to go in and enter into the, to what the Lord has actually already set apart for us. You hear me? So you're going to compete and run. Right? And fight like you want to win. Because if I ever see, I'm telling you, I see people drop their hands. Oh, don't drop your hands. Don't drop your hands. That's when you're about to get hit. And not, it's not going to be a soft one. Do you understand? We don't, I don't, if I'm fighting a physical fight, I don't put my hands down. Not unless I'm going to do something crazy before, you know. <laughs> you understand? I'm not going to drop my hands. You're going to keep your hands up. You're going to fight the good fight. You are going to finish the race. Come on, I prophesy you're going to finish the race well. You're going to finish the race with strength and endurance, right? And so expect to finish. Expect to win. Expect to prosper. Expect and be fully committed. I'll say that over here. Be fully committed. Be fully committed. Be fully committed and determined and persistent. This is, what, this is what knocks the devil out, is if you don't stop. The problem is people stop. They go ahead, and then they pull back. No, no, I can't. I can't. I'm getting tired. And, and, and I'm not talking about taking break and vacationing and, like, taking a rest. I'm not talking about that type of stuff. I'm talking about getting in the enemy's business and, and allowing your, your, the calling on your life to be fulfilled because you continually pursue the Lord. Like, you continually press into God, right? And so that means I have to be a disciple. And disciples are what? Disciplined. Disciples are disciplined, right? Disciples are the ones that will just go through the day-to-day -day grind, right? Because I want to I meet the goals. And I know this can sound like works, but it's not. It's like I'm supposed to tend to my salvation daily. I'm supposed to tend to praying in the Holy Ghost daily so that I, I get filled with the power of God, so that I get strengthened with the power of God. I'm supposed, I'm supposed to do these things so that I walk with strength, endurance, and power, and I don't quit. And what it does is it makes you stronger. Are you hearing me? It strengthens you so that you walk in a new realm that God is just saying, come on, I'm calling you to a higher place. What is it about the new breed? They are given to a, to a holy cause. They are given to a righteous cause. And they will not stop until they see it formed in the earth. They will not stop until they see the power of God released in the earth. Right? 2 Timothy, verse, and I'm almost done, I think. <laughs> Checking my time. Second Timothy. Chapter 2 and verse 3. Therefore you must what? Endure hardship. You must endure hardship. You must endure. And be a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life. That he may... Please him who enlisted him as a soldier. Who enlisted you? Come on, there was one day where you came down. Hopefully you came before the Lord and you said, God, I give you my life. You are now my commander in chief. And I give my life completely to you. And I will do anything. I will go any place. 
See, that's, see that's, that's the problem. We're not usually making that prayer. We're not usually speaking that prayer. Because if we, if we actually walked after the prayer that we prayed at the beginning with salvation, God, I give you my life. I for, forgive me of my sins. But when, when he says do something, when he calls you to do something, then you just do it. See, we contemplate about everything that God says. We contemplate, we sit, and we wait for God to speak something else upon different than what he spoke to us at the beginning. And God's saying, no, I told you to do that thing first. Yeah. So no one entangles in warfare, entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please the one who enlisted him. And also, if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. The rules are the book. Amen? Here's the, the thing. You know, Francis Frangipan used to say this years ago, right? He says, here's the book. And when God gives you a test and you fail it, it's an open book test. You should be able to pass it. But if you do fail it, there's always another test. And you have the book. And God teaches us through the book, through the word, and through the spirit how to get through these things in life. Because when we, we I don't, every time you get a test, the next test is coming. And so here's the deal. Test yourselves. I'm going to use that in a second. Test yourselves and be a good soldier. Right? And we want this assurance that we're walking in the faith because this is what I was just talking about. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 24. And I promise I will close after these two, two portions of Scripture. Right? We're not... The, I'm reading from the message. 1 Corinthians 1, 24. says, we are not in charge. We're not in charge of how you live out your faith. Looking over your shoulders, suspiciously critical. We're partners working alongside of you, joyfully expectant. I know that you can stand by your own faith, not by ours. So this is Paul talking, right? And I know it's a transliteration, but I like the way it comes out. Listen, here's the deal. As leaders, right, as pastors of the church, as leaders of the church, and there'll be more leaders being raised up, right? These people and people that'll come in and they, they speak into this place and, and, we, and the advisors and all the people that God is putting around us to help shore up the foundations of this body, right? They will come in and you, you can't live by their faith. And the word is, the exhortation from Paul is like, listen, don't be looking over your shoulder at how I live. You need to live the life that you've been called to live. And you need to live it in purity. And you, there's not going to be someone looking at you. There's the Holy Ghost. Come on, the comforter, the helper that's always looking over you. Not seeing what you're doing bad. But he's there to, to guide and guard your life. And so this is the thing. God's wanting you to come into this amazing relationship of hosting his presence in your life. The presence of the Holy Spirit that come, just comes in and overtakes you and, and would just absolutely help you to walk in this place. And here we are. Here we are. We're partners. I'm partnering with the Holy Ghost and I'm partnering with you to see you walk and to see you step into the newness of, of things and to walk as the new breed that God called you to be. There's a place that God's calling us to walk, and it's higher, and it is in that, that place where we're ordained under the realm of Melchizedek. It's an order. Do you hear me? Melchizedek was a supernatural priest. He wasn't, I don't know, he wasn't just the king of Salem. Do you understand? He walked in this heavenly place. And so the Holy Spirit wants you to understand that. 2 Corinthians 13, last one. Test, verse 5, and I'm reading from the message again. Test yourselves to make sure you are solid in the faith. Don't drift along taking everything for granted. Give yourselves regular checkups. You need firsthand evidence, not mere hearsay, that Jesus Christ is in you. Oh, 
Come on. That's a good word for someone in this place. You need firsthand evidence. That's why God calls you to come to himself and encounter him. It's good when you encounter him here. Right? It's good. And we, we, we expect that. I expect that. We want to get blasted in this room. But you want to get blasted in your house. You want to get blasted in the prayer time in the morning. You want to get blasted when you give yourself in the car and you're just worshiping. You want the Holy Ghost to show up and test yourself to see that you're in the faith. Right? And it's, and it's not mere hearsay. You've experienced him. It's the, it's the Ephesians 1.17. Because you now see, because you understand, because you've experienced the Lord himself. You have the knowledge of the Lord because you've experienced him. Okay. Test it out. And if you fail this, the test, do something about it. I hope the test won't show that we have failed. Nothing more frustrating than the apostolic ministry saying, oh, we failed. We, 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 we didn't come. And listen, I'm constantly evaluating. I have to evaluate. How do we broaden? How do we help everyone? How do we keep holes out of the, you know, there's always holes in the net. I don't want any holes in the net. I want to keep every fish, right? When we do evangelism, we don't want to lose them. We want to win every one. We want to run the race, and we don't want to lose any of them. We want to win every one. And so, but if it comes to that, we'd rather the test showed our failures than yours. We're rooting for the truth to win out in you. And so here's the deal. I know this, that the Lord is pulling us. Ready? I got no musicians. Everyone just left the building. No, just... I'm telling you, I felt like this was, this was a, a God, or I felt like the Lord was like so on this for today. That God is raising you up, raising you up, everyone in this place, everyone online, if you choose. But we just need to make a choice. We need to make a, 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 a choice to step in and grab hold of this ministry that God is pulling us into. You are a new breed. You are called in an order to walk with righteousness as priests and kings. At the end of Revelation, in the book of Revelation, it says, it speaks of these priests and kings rising up in the earth. And that would be you. That would be you and me. Come on, stand up. Give me some hope. So I, I want to just challenge us tonight because God wants to meet you. He always wants to meet you every time we gather. He always wants to come in and meet you. He's given you ears to hear this morning already, this afternoon. Right? Burning ears. Your ears should be burning. My ears are burning again. And the Holy Spirit is speaking. And He's calling you and He's wooing you into that place. He's calling you into a place. God, I, I choose. I just want to be part of that, that new breed, that army, that, that, that army that's willing. I want to be a volunteer in the day of your power. I want to be a volunteer that will just step into what you're saying right now in this hour. And I will not. I will not hold back. I will not hold back. Come on, every all the hands up in the air like you're surrendering, like the universal sign of surrender. God, I'm giving you my life right now in a new way. And I want you to come forward because I believe the Lord has an anointing. He wants to rest on you. And if you don't feel it, that's okay. Just stay where you are. That's fine. But I feel like the Lord wants to open up something for us. It's going to give you persever perseverance in your soul. It's going to release strength on your life. It's going to push you into a new place, a new realm, where God releases a fresh anointing on your life. If you just come up with, an, with, a, with a thought like that, 
Come on, crawl right up, right up. If there's room in front of you, just pull up. And the Holy Spirit's going to do this. Through what? It's a gift. It's through impartation. Paul said this. He said, I long to meet you. I long to see you so that I can impart a gift to you, a spiritual gift to you. And the Holy Spirit wants to do that for everyone in this room. And I know we do this. We're constantly doing this. But don't let it become familiar. Don't let it become, oh, I've done this a thousand times. And it's just another altar call. It's just another yes and amen. No, no. God wants to pour something out on you today. And he'll do it. And he's asking for a new breed to come. He's calling forth that new breed to come. And I know we're called as that a community that releases this in the earth. And so I'm just going to ask you even tonight, just be sensitive. After people are getting prayed for, just let people, let the Holy Spirit minister to people. If they're on the ground, if they're just standing there waiting, just let them receive from the Lord because I believe the Lord's going to do something diligent in your heart today, right now. He wants to do business. He wants to do something fresh in your heart. So Holy Spirit, we just thank you right now. Lord, I thank you that this place is, is going to be used and that every person in this room, there's going to be something fresh that's released right now in these moments that's going to cause endurance to come to our walk. That's going to cause perseverance to come in a fresh way today. It's going to cause the Holy Spirit to come in a, a new way, new fresh baptism that's going to open up our voices to be a voice crying in the wilderness. Let me just say this. John the Baptist and the spirit of Elijah is something that's being released in the earth right now. Every time there's a transition, and it's a transition right now for the, for the end of the age, for the Holy Spirit to come and to come in a body of people. It's not just one person, Elijah the prophet. It's the spirit of Elijah coming on a generation. It's the spirit of Elijah. It's a prophetic mantle that we walk as kings and priests as well. It's the prophet, priest, and king anointing. And it's a new order that God's releasing in the earth now. I believe it with all my heart. But we don't come to it passively. We step into it. We step under it. We grab hold of it. So, Father, I thank you right now. You're releasing over every person's destiny in this room certainty certainty I'm certain God's going to do it I'm certain God's going to show up I'm certain God's going to manifest himself I'm certain that the fire of God's going to come through my hands and heal the sick I'm certain that the Holy Spirit's going to use me to release deliverance on a generation I'm certain that the spirit of Elijah is going to come upon my life even now in these moments I'm certain that I'm called to be a, a part of the new breed army that God is releasing in the earth in this hour. I am certain. So God, we thank you right now. Release that right now in the spirit. And even tonight, as Gloria was whirling the, the, the banners up front, I could see a portal open and God releasing his presence in a powerful way tonight. I could see it in the spirit. It was more than just fabric flying. I saw God open a, a tornado in the room. And it's full of life. It's full of that green life. It's full of the, the water of the Holy Spirit. It's full of the power of God. It's full of the spirit of life that God's going to release right now in these moments. And it's going to empower you. Listen to me. Hands way up like you're a vacuum cleaner receiving from heaven Lord release it right now I thank you for heavenly 
encounters. Lord, I thank you, Father, for releasing this right now, right now, right in these moments, God. Lord, baptism, fresh baptisms tonight, but God shifting things on the inside, changing us on the inside, releasing a fresh word inside of us, God, igniting something, things that have been dead, Father, by your presence right now. By your presence, we bring life, we bring life, we bring life.